Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. The COB is brought to you by Capstream, the global absolute return fixed income specialist. It is the 9th of June. It's great to be here with you to start this shorter trading week. Hey, Scuddy, uh, after the market closed, we saw China's education ministry came out saying that Chinese students should carefully consider their decision about studying in Australia. This follows warnings about Chinese tourists coming to Australia, essentially being told mm-hmm. not to come here because we are seeing a rise in racist incidents against the Chinese. This certainly isn't a cooling down of any of the rhetoric between our two countries, is it? No, and the Aussie dollar's taken notice. No, one of the few markets which is still actively trading, obviously, and it's linked to Australia. It's down close to a percent now. So there is obviously some concern. There's been a lot of made about these threats, and people have talked about you know, things like commodities and iron ore and coal, given our, our flows to China. But they're not very easy to go and substitute. Unfortunately, education is. You can go and study at a good school in Europe, US. Canada. So, in Canada. So, it just makes you wonder. The government's saying one thing. That might not necessarily go and change the views of individual Chinese citizens. But it keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. And you just wonder where it might end. Certainly so. Um, not ending, as you mentioned, with iron ore right now. I mean, we continue to see... Prices above that U.S. $100 per ton. Yes, it speaks to problems with COVID in Brazil, particularly when it comes to Vale. But it also speaks to the ongoing demand for Australian ore coming from China. Almost as if, you know, iron ore is the new shock absorber. I'm stealing that from your view, but it's the the new shock absorber for the Australian economy. Used to be the Aussie dollar. Yeah, well, the Aussie dollar still clearly is, but uh, iron ore, obviously, as I was saying as a joke, it's not actually like a shock absorber, but just it's almost the timing of the last two price spikes we've seen during the past 18 months has been just remarkably beneficial for the Australian economy. You couldn't ask for anything better, to be honest. Uh, But of course, now we've seen the strength of the iron ore price and I think uh, Fast Markets Middle Bulletin had the price at over $105 a tonne for the benchmark. Uh, similar gains across other grades. And this is all just excess you know, uh, fiscal revenues that are coming in for the government. Yes, we're going to be running a massive, massive deficit, but every little bit helps. And that's going to sectors to keep JobKeeper going for places like tourism and the like, which are obviously being hardest hit by these social distancing measures. So we had a really great day for the iron ore miners. We had Fortescue up to $14.87, up 2%, and Rio Tinto up by 2.6%. So the miners were a big source of strength in the market today. We saw the banks as well doing well. We saw the Chi X200 you know, finishing the session up by a massive 2.5%. It seems that risk appetite still abounds. A lot of it coming down to the reopening of economies. I mean, we had the NAB Business Survey today, um, yes, it was still 
heavily depressed, but uh, we were speaking with Warren Hogan from EQ Economics saying that instead of being this panic situation, it's now more of a vanilla type recession. Welcome to 2020. That's a very 2020 little statement you've made there. <laughs> but uh, just pretty much sums up what we've dealt with this year. It's, it's remarkable. We're actually almost celebrating the fact that we're only in a recession rather than a depressionary type environment. But of course, there is that risk that we may be getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, I was reading one of the things, the CBA credit uh, strategist note this morning, and uh, they were talking about how risk assets have been leapt on. Any good news, they're absolutely buying, but any risks, any uncertainties have been completely discounted almost instantaneously. And it does make you wonder. I know it sounds like a broken record. Obviously, if you uh, took that view over the past few months, you would be very poor uh, mm-hmm. in, this, in the broader scheme of things. But it just makes you wonder, the central bank put, whether it's just now starting to go fueled, overly excessive risk-taking, given there is still a plethora of uncertainties out there. Yeah, well, we were speaking with Martin Crabb from Sean Partners. He's a CIO there, and he said, look, it looks like you know the Australian market really is a sell overall because this is the most unloved rally that we've um, perhaps ever seen. Um, if you'd like to listen to that interview with Warren Hogan, you can access that via the show notes. Um, but, you know, as we come to the end of the day, we are looking forward to what we get out on the economic front tomorrow. We get weekly consumer sentiment, not just coming from ANZ, it's a bit of a catch up because of the long weekend, but also we get the consumer confidence report coming from Westpac. We should, and we should probably see another improvement, all things being equal. Uh, I was joking with Gemma on Friday that consumer uh, confidence will be high because they've reopened most of the pubs. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's feeds into that reopening thing. Uh, obviously, the stock market's doing really well as uh, people will take notice of that. Uh, when ASX 200 broke above 6,000, that, that created some headlines. Aussie dollar has also been rebounding. So those things typically go and make Aussies feel more confident. So look, anything can happen. Obviously, there's lots of uncertainties out there, but that's what people are seeing. And heck, the, uh, when it comes to uh, the ANZ Roy Morgan survey, it's not seasonally adjusted. So it is influenced by things like being on holiday. So a long weekend around many parts of the country. I know I felt better when I woke up on Monday morning. Yeah, well, um, we also got a bit of a read on the consumer coming from West Farmers today. Uh, share price ended up about a tenth of a percent, so underperforming the broader market, really pointing to strengths in um, Bunnings as well as the office works part of the business, which we knew was going to come through. We had a chat with the CEO, Rob Scott, about also changing consumer behavior, particularly when it comes to online shopping. Here's a bit of what he had to say. I guess our defi- as customers, our definition of what good service looks like is changing. So our expectations of being able to engage with retailers through digital channels, e-commerce is a very important part of the shopping experience. So I think we're going to see an acceleration of some of those trends into the future. And you can access the rest of that uh, interview with the Managing Director of West Farmers, Rob Scott, via the show notes. Uh, Speaking of stock specifics, our stock of the day is Santos. This is after OPEC decided to extend output cuts. Uh, Let's take a listen to what our guest, Mark Moreland from Team Invest, had to say. Santos doesn't attract any interest from Team Invest. What's changing in the market, whether that actually benefits them or not, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But if you look at the 10-year history of uh, Santos, it's been uh, pretty flat. Like their earnings were 39 cents a year uh, uh, back in 2010, and their last reported earnings were 43, so four cents difference, and lots of years with big losses. So as an investor, Santos has been a shocker. 
its stability is 25%, we, we like 80%. So when I say stability, I mean the stability of earnings growth. So it's been flat at best with big holes. I'm not a big fan of Santos, I have to say, for similar reasons to Mark, and that is, unless you want to predict the price of a commodity, unless you can actually do that, buying the driller or the miner is incredibly difficult and hard to do. It's really a story of, again, you know, where, where does where does your price go next? If you can do that, if you can tell me that, then you can pick your winner on Melbourne Cup Day. So I'm just not a big fan of, of these sorts of businesses in general. I have to say, Santos has done a bit of work to really get its house back in order and full credit of the company. When Saudi Arabia says, hey, we're opening the spigot again, um, that's not a good sign for prices, I have to say. But again, if you're talking a coin on this stuff, there, there, are, there are plenty of other alternatives out there. Um, and certainly probably ones in better financial health, I should say, as well, than Santos. So I'd be giving it a, a well and truly wide berth. Um, plenty of people can make money trading oil stocks, I suppose. I'm not one of them, so I'm giving it a berth. And that was Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool finishing the thoughts on our stock of the day, which was Santos. So, Scotty, we've already talked about some of the economic data that's released. I should mention that we'll get some lending data from the ABS as well. Um, as far as guests coming up, it's another fantastic day here on AusBiz. We'll be speaking with Alex Cherman from Bondi Partners about what's happening in the States. Don't forget, we've got that Fed meeting happening a little bit later on this week. And, of course, we get a lot more color coming through on the election. We'll be speaking with Jason Steed from JP Morgan at about 9 o'clock in the morning to get his view on what's happening out there in markets. Sean Callow from Westpac, senior currency strategist there, will be joining us to talk everything Aussie dollar. I could keep going on. I'll highlight a couple of the interviews from the afternoon. We'll be speaking with Jordan Alessio from um, the Perth Mint because gold, gold is one to watch as we continue to see this risk on environment evolve. And looking forward to chatting with Karen Juritsma. She's head of equities at RBC Capital Markets. And we'll round out the day with Ben Clark. He is joining us from TMS Capital. Thanks to Capstream uh, again for being behind this podcast, the COB. You can get more information on Capstream in your episode notes or you can visit capstream.com. Scuddy, that's it for us today. It is. We'll see you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.